loop. God bless you, Camp. Thank you. Well, that was exuberant. God bless you, Camp. Love it. Amen. Wonderful to be connected this evening. I'm hooking behind me. I know you're seeing the back of my head. God bless you, everybody here at the sanctuary. We're happy to join in and connect everyone together. We're going to have a service from the, the camp tonight. Brother John's going to speak to us and bless us with the word. And so we're just going to turn it over. Brother Derek's going to take the, I keep looking behind me, take the uh, song service. We're going to worship. We're going to praise. We're going to forget whatever happened today and all of our work and our duties and and just take a breath and say, Lord, bless me tonight. Amen. Brother Derek, God bless you. Everybody at the camp, God bless you. We're here to worship with you tonight. So we'll turn the screen over to you. Amen. God bless you, Brother Michael. Each one of the saints in Cloverdale. Let's sing what you were playing earlier. We fall down. We lay our crowns at the feet of Jesus. Trust everybody's feeling comfortable tonight. Let's kind of work out a few of the, the kinks. Sound system. We'll ignore it. We'll just have church. And hope that they get to enjoy it with us. Won't that be nice? Amen. Nice to have each and every one of you here.
said that he will do based on that promise where two or three are gathered in his name. There he will be found in their midst. Or more than two or three here, or more than two or three out on the internet. If you find yourself in a little room somewhere tonight, he is with you. You're two or three. He is present with you tonight. Let's sing this together as we get ready to go to prayer. Do you find him faithful? My Redeemer is faithful. body is not redeemed yet and it can fall subject to sickness but we don't look to that we look to the promise that he is our healer Moses traveled through the wilderness with a little black satchel one place brother Branham said and in that carried all the promises there was a brass serpent that was raised upon a pole in signification Lord that one day there would be Calvary Lord that's what we're looking to this evening We're not looking to the symptoms around us. We're not looking to the effects of the day, the weariness in our bodies, the aches and the pains, the frailties. Lord, we're getting old down here on earth, but there's a body that is waiting that you said that you've gone to prepare for us. And Lord, that's what we're looking to this evening. There's a promise of a body change. There's a promise of a quickening. And Lord, while we're in these mortal bodies, there's a promise that you would be with us wherever two or three would be gathered. So we're looking to you to feed the sheep, Lord, tonight. Feed the lambs that are in our midst, those out on the internet connected by way of technology, Lord. What a blessing it is to be able to have that, to be able to reach those that are in places where they can't maybe go out, where they can't be in touch with loved ones. Father, would you take this service and 
break it as the little loaves and the fishes and feed the multitudes. Anoint our brother John Andes this evening. Lord, there's only so much a man can do, but there is nothing impossible with you. Lord, our hearts can burn, our hearts can ache, we can have burdens, but Lord, you are the burden bearer. You are the one that lifts up the brokenhearted. Lord, you are the one that heals the afflicted. Father, you have cattle on a thousand hills. There's nothing that you can't accomplish. Lord, if there's a financial need in the building tonight, Lord, would you solve that problem? Would you come by their way? Would you show yourself miraculous in their situation? Lord, we're in a building tonight that we're only allowed to have this space because you have provided it. Lord, we're only able to use this platform this evening because you made a way. Lord, where there seemed to be no way, there was no possible way on Wednesday night when we were here that this platform could be available, but you made a way. So Lord, we give you all the thanks. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We say thank you, Jesus, from the bottom of our hearts. Lord, those needs, those unspoken requests that came in today, would you go by their way, Lord? Would you heal them and touch them in their bodies? We love you tonight. We just want to pause and say from the depths, all the sincerity of our hearts that we can muster. Lord, let all the formalities fade away. And may we just tell you from our true heart, forgive us, Lord, of any sin, any sickness, Lord, that we might have brought upon ourselves, that you might have the preeminence in this gathering this evening. Bring every spirit under your control in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For your glory we pray and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Oh, I'd like you to turn around and shake hands with one another, but we probably shouldn't ought to do that. But it's nice to be here. Why don't we give the Lord a nice warm welcome tonight? Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Oh, I want to talk to you for a little while. You look so uh, happy and comfortable here. I can't see those that are on the streaming uh, connection with us, but you look great. God bless you this evening. Why don't you have your seats? We're going to ask Brother Ryan if he wouldn't mind going ahead and and singing a song that he's prepared for us. And maybe just after he's done, if Brother John's ready, he can come up. If not, we'll, you can bear with me and we'll sing another song. Amen. God bless you tonight. We love you in the Lord, each and every one of you. Brother Ryan. We on, Brother Jonathan? Amen. God bless you this evening. Nice to see you. You wouldn't believe how nervous I am to sing. It's been a while that I've sung live in front of everyone. But uh, this song was uh, on my heart this morning when I woke up, and I just found myself singing and listening to it. And this atmosphere just came really heavy. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I get discouraged. Maybe I'm the only one. I think not. And this just came out of nowhere and well it came from the lord is where it came and it seems out of nowhere sometimes and it's like the lord just began to speak to me and he didn't send me lyrics to a song that was about going through a trial and coming out of a trial or overcoming it's just a song called blessed redeemer and it talks about calvary it's like the lord was just reminding me that everything we have need of is in the blood and the blood's already been shed which means that everything we have need of is already provided for us And we know that in our heads, and sometimes it just needs to drop down into our hearts a little bit. And so I sang this song throughout the day, and sometimes it seemed like I could hardly get through the song. Uh, But I just trust it will be a blessing to you as we just worship him together this evening.
Calvary's mountain One dreadful morn Walked Christ my Savior Weary and worn Facing for sinners Death on the cross That He might save them From endless loss Blessed Redeemer Precious Redeemer, seems now I see him on Calvary's tree, wounded and bleeding, for sinners pleading, blind and unheeding, dying for me. did he pray even while his lifeblood flowed fast away praying for sinners while in such war no one but Jesus ever loved so blessed Redeemer precious Redeemer seems now I see
to God. Praise be to God. Isn't it good to be in the presence of God tonight? And Amen. Be able to worship the Lord together as a body. I wonder, Brother Ryan, if we can just play God will make a way where there seems to be no way. He's working tonight in things we can't see. Welcome to the house of the Lord. Just look around the room and see one another a little bit and those in Cloverdale and those that are in the chapel and those that are at home, in your rooms, maybe alone or with your family. Amen. We want to commend the brothers that made this possible for this uh, service and also for the chapel here, Brother Derek and all the workers behind the scenes that have been such a blessing. And we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We want to express our appreciation for all the effort and the work. And I've seen unity and the love and the working together of the body even though we've, we're going through these times and, of strain but I've seen the character of Christ and I want to say God bless you tonight as we've gathered in the name of the Lord Jesus we're gathered here in the chapel about 75 of us and up in Cloverdale we can see you on our screen and throughout the service you'll be on the screen for us so let's participate tonight You that are out on the internet in your homes or privately, we just pray the Holy Spirit will just come very, very near. We need him tonight. The last Wednesday night of August 2020, we need him more than ever. But the Lord is present. And tonight we want to bring you special greetings from Brother Tom Ray. He sends his love. He sends his greetings. He's being healed. This is, I believe, going into the third week since his ankle operation and the surgery and uh, he sends his love every service he says greet the saints and greet them i wonder tonight if we can just all greet our brother tom ray and give him a, a just a clap and let him know that we're here god bless you brother tom brother tom ray god bless you from the congregation cloverdale bible way and all of us that are let's stand and sing this tonight oh our god
personal. Come personal tonight in homes and lives. In Jesus' name, we give you the service, Lord. Amen. God bless you tonight. Hebrews chapter 11. We'd like to turn together to the scripture. Thank you, Brother Ryan, Brother Jeremy, Brother Andrew, Brother Derek, and those in Cloverdale that are so faithful, the musicians. We just uh, with some last night, and we were just thinking of how every service you've been so faithful. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8. And uh, just be in prayer for the local uh, ministry as there's decisions being made for September and the coming weeks and months that the Lord will just uh, lead the church and uh, lay it upon Brother Biscoe's heart, Brother Tom Ray's heart, and the leadership of our church, just the direction for our assembly. And we just pray the Lord that's taken care of us all these years, that he would just be faithful again to lead us. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 to 11. Tonight, we're just going to take two words for our title. Just two words, young forever, young forever. We're going to be speaking about that other land and our new body, young forever. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, the Bible says, by faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed and he went out not knowing whither he went. Just like so many of you have gone out. By faith he sojourned or he dwelt in the land of promise as in a strange country. Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. The heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations. Whose builder and maker is God. Wonder if we can say amen here in the chapel. I wonder in Cloverdale, as we can see your face, can you say amen there in Cloverdale? Hallelujah. Abraham, verse 10 is where we want to take our thought for tonight. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And I didn't want to leave you out in verse 11. Sarah is a type of the bride through faith. Also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. And was delivered of a child when she was past age. Because she judged him faithful. Who had promised. And so are you and I going to bring forth this rapture promise and the change. Even though we've got, you've gone through a lot of things in this life. Tonight's service is to lift up your eyes and lift up your faith. We're going to a place where we're going we're to be young forever. God bless you. You can have your seats tonight. Verse 10. If you'd like to keep your Bibles open. We're going to be going a little bit later to Isaiah chapter 65. And then Revelations chapter 21. And taking these things out of future home. Taking these things out of messages of Brother Branham. The inspiration of the Lord. Isn't it good to know he's mindful of each one of us. Verse 10, Hebrews chapter 11, speaking of Abraham, and we are sons and daughters of that faith seed. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. 
I wonder if you've looked at that word looked before for he looked for a city as more than just he was looking with his eyes or he was looking out across the desert from his tent. But just a little bit deeper. When you look at this word looked, it means he was waiting for. He was tearing. He was under expectation. Abraham was expecting the change. He was looking for to receive it so that when it came, he would accept it. And, and tonight, as we look out across the sands of your life and my life, this is the same expectation that Abraham had, we have tonight. It's the same desire and it's the same anticipation that the believer daily today is waiting. We are looking. We are under expectation. We're not just going day by day, but our hearts are under a longing. We're under a groaning. So that when that day comes and when the word comes by our way to change us for that day, we are in an attitude to receive it. We are in an attitude to accept it. Tonight we're waiting for that body change. Tonight, each one of us tonight, as we look out across the room and as we speak to one another and look out across the land, there's a longing and there's a groaning for that change where we're going to be young forever. And Abraham and Sarah, they were groaning. They were looking for this city, which hath foundations, whose builder and maker was God. But when you look in Hebrews 11, verse 8, when he was looking for a city, a city is one's native city. It's one in which one lives. It's used of speaking of our heavenly Jerusalem and the abode of our blessedness that we're going to in heaven in the future. That is our capital. That is the capital of that heavenly kingdom which is going to come down on earth. And after the renovation of this world by a fire and by a a tribulation and by a global fire that is going to purge off this earth, there's going to be a city come down, a a, a city that's going to descend down on that certain place. But tonight when we speak about looking for a city, it's also speaking of a people. It's also speaking of a body of Christ. As we're going to read in the book of Revelations, a bride adorned for her husband. God has done a very good job globally of preparing a bride for this body change. Who would agree with that? He sent us a message. He's given us a word. He's given us gifts locally and, and globally that can stir our hearts. We're looking for this change. We're groaning tonight for this change. And in the message future home, I would encourage you to maybe listen to that message. Just get that message out again, maybe, and just read through it. And it's the inspiration of the word that is the bride is feeding on. Brother Branham said in that message, there is one bride, not a dozen, but one bride. And that's the elect out of the earth that's been predestinated to this. The ones who can recognize their place in the kingdom. Then he's speaking about this pyramid coming down like Enoch's pyramid that came down. How it cast no shadows no matter what time of the day. And how in that great city the lamb is going to be the light. And his glory is going to be there. There will be no night there. Jesus will be the headstone. I'm thankful for you and I individually. Jesus is the headstone. 
He's coming down tonight. But Brother Branham goes on to say the redeemed shall walk in the light. We'll walk in the light. This beautiful light as the song says. There is something in us that is calling out. There is something in us tonight that is calling out. And it's because he said that that's waiting. So tonight in future home and this change and this new body and the land beyond the river. There's something tonight in every believer that is calling out. And it's because that that's waiting for you. It's because that's an attribute. And he said, we feel that. He said, this city that Abraham was looking for, being a prophet, he knew that city was somewhere. And he forsook the city that he lived. And he went over to look where he went, exactly where it'll be. He was looking for a city whose builder and maker was God. I wonder how many children of Abraham are here tonight. I'm looking for a city. I'm longing for a place. I feel a groaning in my heart for that change. Now, Brother Branham goes on to say Abraham was looking for it. And he professed that he was a pilgrim and a stranger. He looked for a city whose builder and maker was God. That prophet knowing it was somewhere. And John saw it coming down. But Abraham thought it must be on the earth right then. Why? He met Melchizedek. And Abraham met him and they took communion right on the literal spot where the city will be raised up. (laughs) Glory to God. Wherever Abraham met Melchizedek was the literal spot where the city will be raised up. Friends, if God could find the very spot where that city was going to come down, can't he find the spot where you and I are walking tonight to bring that capstone, to bring that attitude, to bring that acceptance from all of us? Uh, Tonight, I just pray that that theophany body would come down into the building wherever you're at and would just begin to call like a magnet and begin to call out the real you as we spoke two weeks ago, the real you, that character that we're honing in down and coming down toward this place. Now, tonight, if you're writing notes and I encourage you to write notes, if you can bring a pad of paper. Let the Lord bring these things into your hearts if you're at home. All the way from the book of Genesis to the book of Revelation, we see this word forever. Now I'm staying with our thought of young forever. Right in Genesis chapter 3, the, the Bible says the Lord God said the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. Now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life. And eat and live forever. So right from the garden of Eden. God was speaking about this. Something that you would eat from the tree of life. Which is Christ. And you would live forever. And that word forever. It means for all of future. It means everlasting. Something that is perpetual. It's with from one world to the next world. From ancient times or a long time all the way into the future forever. Now I'm just carrying you from your thoughts tonight. Wherever you've been at work or school or domestic affairs. I'm just we're going to make a bridge over into that other side. And by the end of the service if we have to come back to, to go home that's fine. But friends we have a new body that is calling to us from that land. 
a, a place and we're going to hear about it where you're going to be young forever. Young forever. From the book of Genesis, we see that this forever, all the way to the book of Revelations 22, verse 5, where the Bible says, There shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and forever. He's talking about men and women, the new Jerusalem, that's going to live forever and forever. And that means not just for a space of time, but it means for eternity, for ages of ages, for unbroken times and for throughout all the worlds and the universes to come. That this life that is human will be changed into a celestial body and we are going to live forever. Let's just get right into this from a message out of Palm, uh, West Palm Beach, Florida. Brother Branham's speaking about the resurrection of the saints. And he's talking about all death can do is take you out of this life. Then it's finished. Friends, I wonder if Satan has put over uh, the individuals the scare of death for many, many years. But for the believer, there's no fear in death. There's no fear in death. He said that all death can do is take you out of this life. He said, but the resurrection, in the resurrection, death has no part at all. Just, He said, just what you was when you were your best. What God had you, that's what you'll be in the resurrection. Now tonight we're here to feed off the word of God. This is better than some presidential campaign or some promotion at work or some, you know, something you're going through in your life to hear about a land and a new body where we're going to be young forever. That sounds good to me. What you was when you were your best, what God had you, that's what you'll be in the resurrection. He said, you'll, you'll be just like you are when you were young and you'll be young forever. He said, we will vary in size. He said, oh, you say, I believe we will all look just alike. He said, well, God's not that type of a person. Look at his creation. You know, friends, we are not going to be all the same over there. We're not going to look the same. We look different here. You say, oh, I wish I was another person or different looks. But you're going to be the best that you are when you were young. You're going to be young forever. Let me just continue on. He said, well, you say, I believe we'll all look just alike. He said, God's not that type of person. Look at his creation. He's got palm trees down here. He's in Florida. He says, we got palm trees down here. And he's got oak trees up in my country. He's got pine trees over in the mountains. Must have been talking about like, you know, Washington State. He's got little mountains. He's got big mountains. He's got little trees. He's got big trees. He's got deserts. And he's got jungles. And he's got deserts. And he's got mountains and plains and seas. God's a God of variety. We believe God's a God of variety. We don't have to all be the same. I think it'd be maybe set some of our hearts free tonight to know that God's not just a cookie cutter God, but we're all different. God's a God of variety. He has white flowers. He has blue flowers. He has pink flowers and red flowers. He's a God of variety. Look what he made. Look what he made in the first place. Then you can see what he is. You can see what he is when you see God in nature. 
When you see God in the mountains, when you see God in the trees, I trust you can see God in one another. That's the new Jerusalem. That is the change that is coming down. Lord, help us to see the real you in one another. Now he said, he said, look what you see. When we resurrect, when we resurrect, we'll be redheaded. We'll be blackheaded. We'll be blondes just exactly like we was here, but in a resurrection of perfection. Now, some of you might not like the way you are here and your hair or, or your body shape or whatever, but it's the perfection of you. Hallelujah. Some of you are looking at me just scary tonight. I think this is something we can rejoice. When we resurrected, there's going to be redheads there. There's going to be blackheads. There's going to be blondes. Just exactly like we was here, but in a resurrection of perfection. And Brother Branham said, see, that ought to make all of us old folks start shouting. Oughtn't it? It sure ought to, because that's the truth. That's thus saith the Lord, and it will not fail. Hallelujah. And this was in the 50s. Brother Branham was only in his 40s talking about the old folks. Well, here we are old folks. Here we are middle folks. Here we are young people. We're going to a place where we're going to be young forever. Now, now, friends, tonight as we as we speak about young forever, there's a longing and a groaning for another place. No matter how good you may have it here and blessed you are. There's a groaning. Something's not right. Something is not the way it ought to be. And I have observed that sometimes this groaning can lead to a frustration instead of a faith. If the believer allows Satan to come in and twist things in their mind and in their heart when they see and they misinterpret that groaning and the change that they're longing for and they can be a frustration. But God, give us tonight just a look past the curtain of time to recognize they're all young over there. And that would give us strength to what we go through now. I'm going to speak tonight about a body where there is no more pain, where there is no more suffering, where there is no more heartache. There's no headaches in heaven. There's not going to be no crying in heaven out of, out of just something that you're lacking or you're missing. Everything that's wrong here is going to be right over there. In the book of Revelations, we're going to read it in a few minutes. There's no tears over there. There's no death over there. There's no sorrow over there. I'm speaking about the forever and the forever and the youth that God is taking us to. No matter what age you are here tonight, we're going to be the same season over there. And it's not going to be 40 years old. It's not going to be 50 or 80. We're all going to be late teens or in our early 20s. Brother Branham said when he went beyond the curtain of time, they were in their early 20s. He talks about 18 and 19, the very best of what you were here when God changes you into a new body. Oh, what a glorious day. No more tears, no death, no sorrow, no more crying. Amen, Sister Rena. We're going to have every part of our bodies that, that might somehow something happen in this life. We're going to have a new body on the other side. How many believe that tonight? 
I was with my parents last night that are real good believers. And we were speaking about Brother Tom Ray and, and the new ankle replacement that he's had. And I, I just was talking to them about how it was just amazing. And you can, Brother Tom will speak about it, I'm sure, later. But what they can do now to come in and put the apparatus in there is, and go through a four-hour surgery. And, and then for now, the healing to take place. And and they put all kinds of metal and all kinds of titanium and certain materials in our bodies. Some of us are wearing glasses tonight. Some of you have certain teeth in your mouth. You have certain plates in your hips and things. But we were talking, we were talking, uh, Brother Robinson, about what's going to happen in the body change with some of these apparatuses. And I was thinking about, Brother Tom, what would happen when their change takes place? We're not going to need all that over there. You're not going to need glasses over there. Sister Shannon, you're not going to need that cane that you walked in here with tonight. We're going to have a youth body over there. Praise be to God. There's not even going to be a temple there. You say, well, I think it's just going to be church all the time. We'll be going to the chapel. We'll be going to the church in Cloverdale. We'll be going to an address. No, there's no temple there. There's no sun there. There's no moon there. There's no night there because the lamb is the light. There's no curse over there. There's no night over there. We've just said that. There's no candle. Anything that's negative and wrong will not be there. In fact, Brother Branham said in Kentucky, every corpuscle. Now think about this. Some of you that are medical or you scientists out there or medical field. Every corpuscle. Everywhere when you was your best. He's talking about you here in this life. Everywhere when you was your best, right at the peak, God says, now that's the picture that is painted. That's what I want in my great millennium that's coming. Death there you are, but you can't take them now. Talking about death here that's lurking all around all of us. It's trying to take the believer. Trying to take a daughter of God. Trying to take a son of God. And push you down. Death is right there. But it can't take the believer. He said you can go to working on them. But you can't take them. Till I call your hand. Death might be working in these mortal bodies. And all of us today, we, we've gone through another day and death has been lurking in these mortal bodies. But friends, there'll come a time when that death is going to be defeated and we'll go into a place where there is no more time. He's talking about this great death that is working you can you are working on them and maybe some of you tonight are under the tremendous strain of death working sickness working trouble working division working strife working maybe even tonight some are struggling with that old nature it's still trying to haunt you and take you down and it's working on them but death cannot take a believer A son or daughter of God till God's finished with you. There is nothing that can happen in a believer's life that can end your life unless God allows it. Then in the great resurrection, he said we will all come forth. Everything that death did to us, it finishes at death and then we will wake to a new life. Won't that be wonderful? All the gray hair is gone. 
All the old age moved away. And we will be young forever. And live forever in the beauty of the Lord. And never have to be sick. Now some of these things tonight we're saying. I I hope you don't just glaze over them. These are things we can grab a hold of. We will be young forever. And live forever in the beauty of the Lord. And never have to be sick. And never have to be old. And never have to take medicine. And never be in a hospital. And never have an ambulance scream. Won't it be wonderful? There will never be an ambulance in heaven. There's not a hospital in heaven. There's no gray hair in heaven. Hallelujah. Never have to take medicine. Never be in a hospital. Never an ambulance scream. In the Hebrews book, Brother Branham said in Jeffersonville, there, there you'll be made in his likeness, young forever. Old age is passed away. Sickness, troubles, sorrows has vanished. Glory be to the living God. Tonight we are listening from our theophany. We are hearing a word. We're feeding from a message that literally will change our bodies one day. I wonder if we recognize tonight that everything that we're going through, even in the land of America or Canada or globally, is just the reins. God has it all in his reins. And when God's will is done on earth, that is when the change is going to take place. Now tonight when we speak about young forever, this thought came to me several days or even weeks ago and I wrote it down, Brother Andy, on a tablet of paper, young forever. And someone might say forever young. But I wrote down young forever and then someone I was just sharing a little bit with our title, young forever. They said there's a worldly song that's called forever young, forever young. And I actually went and and looked it up and listened to the song. And I'm glad I, I'm glad I didn't entitle it Forever Young. We're going to be young forever. What this world has tried to pervert. The message takes us way beyond that. Even there's a, a worldly. Some of you would know this. There's a, a department store. There, it's, it, it was in our local mall here in Bellingham. Called Forever 21. Forever 21, it's a franchise store, that a department store that's global actually. I looked it up and studied a little on it way back in 1984 when they started it. Now it's gone into many nations of the world and just, you know, it happens to be in the last year they filed for bankruptcy. Forever 21, the world wants to cause people to be fashionable or let them be popular you know wear this kind of clothes and you know you're going to be forever 21 something new something fancy they're trying to be young the world is yearning to be young and here is the bride of Christ God has given us a word and a promise just eat from this and you will be young forever isn't it amazing how they can pervert forever 21? They, they just want to come to the prime of their life. And they just want to be popular and dress in a certain way. It's just in our human nature to find youth. People want to be healthy. People want to have vitality. They just want to wake up in the morning and not have sickness. Not have an ache. Not have a pain. Oh, I was thinking of it today. And this week I've been thinking about even believers. How if they could just go one day without pain. 
without a suffering. It just seems like there's many are the afflictions of the righteous, whether it's in our bodies or in our spirits. I'm even thinking that some that are in this service, even right here, how Satan has tried to come in their youth to cause deformities or cause things within their youth. It's not healthy. It's not, say, normal. And, and even those that I'm looking into the, the audience there in Cloverdale just a few weeks ago when I was studying to, to minister some other meetings and I just got a text that one of the believers had gotten diagnosed with some very serious bad news from the doctor. And even cancer was mentioned and high blood pressure and low blood pressure and silent killers they call it because Satan tries to get into the body, tries to get into the spirit to cause death. To cause suffering. It's like constant pressure. Like a constant pressure. Satan wanting to take you down. And get you discouraged. That's just in our bodies. Justice in our spirit realm. And right in the middle of that. Comes a message. Comes a word. Comes a visitation of an angel. Can you imagine Melchizedek. Visiting Abraham. In the literal spot. Where that city is going to come settling down. People are trying to find the fountain of their youth. And whether it's in St. Augustine, Florida, whether it's in Spain, whether it's in Arkansas or someplace, they're trying to find the fountain of youth. They want to drink some water. They want to go swimming in the fountain of youth because they just long for that youthfulness and the vitality. But for the believer tonight, our eyes and our hearts Constantly looks to the word for our source of faith, for our inspiration to get us out of that situation and our eyes being looked up from this body that is getting old. Many times it gets cantankerous and many times we see ourselves in the mirror. We look at our weaknesses or our hinder parts. The bride is looking for another place. We groan for another body. For another place. What is that? It's the same thing that was in Abraham. That was looking for a city. I'm longing for a city. I'm under expectation. Tonight for a place. Where all our families are in order. We're looking for another place. We're seeking a city. Whose builder and maker is God. Can I read another quote of Brother Branham? Oh, it's good for us to be together like this. Uh, This is our second service in August. (laughs) Hallelujah. You in the chapel ought to be happy. We're able to be here tonight. We get so comfortable and then we finally arrive and get there and Satan just tempts us with sickness or to kind of just haze over. Friends, I'm speaking about the real you. To be young forever. It's just a breath away. It's just a change. Brother Branham talks about it in Jeffersonville in the unity of one God and one church. He said, Paul said at the end of the road, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the course. I've kept the faith. And henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not only me, this is Paul saying, not only me, but unto all those who love his appearing. They love that new body. They love that change. He said, oh, what, what, what could I trade? What could I trade? What have I got to for? He said, I'm getting old. 
This old, he was only 49 when he said this. I'm getting old. This old, frail, sickly body that's full of corruption will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. I'll be young forever. I hope that some would leave this service. And even you that are in Cloverdale, we see your faces when you walk out of the service that there'll be something in your heart. I will be young forever. It's not an attitude. It's not a haughtiness. It's not how people sometimes live today like you find even young people and people in their young adulthood. They just think they can do anything and jump off of this and go out here and be in riots here. It's like life is going to go on and they can get angry. They can get upset. It's nothing but a worldly spirit trying to come and corrupt the blessedness of this land that is calling to us. A pure land. A holy land. I'll be young forever. Listen what he says here. I'll never have a sick spell again. I'll never have a sick spell again. I'll never cry a tear. I'll never, never get old. I'll never die. I'll never be sick. I'll never have a heartache or a worry. But I'll have a body like his glorious body. And if that ain't something to live for, if that isn't the greatest thing that I know, I hope tonight the Holy Spirit would drop that down. I I more than hope. I pray the power of God would strike us to realize whatever we're going through, whether you're young, middle-aged, or older, you will be young forever. Nothing but joy over there. Nothing but love over there. Nothing but God's power and God's spirit. Nothing but his presence is going to be over there. I want to say tonight, take me to that place. I want to live forever in a place where there's no heartache, where there's no headache. Where there's not people from Africa come to America or go to China and then go into a prison or go to Europe and then down and and suffer from a virus. There's no virus in heaven. There's no corruption in heaven. There's no broken hearts in heaven. We'll never die. We'll never cry a tear. We'll never be sick. I'll never have a worry. I could ask some of you today who had a worry today, who had a feeling of sickness today. You have just, you know, things come over even believers. It's because of this body. It's a corruptible body. There's scars of our lives. There's things that we go through even with one another. As every time when I drive down the road out of Bellingham, I think of certain ones. Whenever we're in Linden, whenever, you know, friends, we can't even cross the border. But whenever we're able to see someone maybe at the park. And, and friends, there's not a lot of uh, contact that we can have with one another. But there's just that something in our hearts. Don't just sense that tonight. There's a love for another place where we can embrace one another. I'm going to read one more quote and then we're going to turn to the book of Isaiah, chapter 65. Maybe you'd like to turn there just in your Bibles. But when Brother Branham was talking, 
I didn't mean to distract you. Let, let's just listen to out of Chautauqua, Ohio. Brother Branham was talking about when he went beyond the curtain of time and the message having conferences. And he was talking about a great big bunch of men lifted me up and took me to a place and setting him up into a certain place. And there were tens of thousands coming from everywhere. Everyone was young. They were beautiful. They were running and they were hugging me. I tell you, you just take those few words. They were running. They were beautiful. They were young. They were hugging and there's some that they can't run. They hobble. There's some that can't hug. But in that other place, we'll be young. We'll be beautiful. We'll be running. And we'll be hugging one another. Brother Branham said, I don't get this. And beautiful young women came running up saying, my precious, my darling brother, we're so happy to see you. Welcome. And she walked away. And I said, praise the Lord, sister. And I looked around me and I thought, what is this? What's going on? What's happened? And he, and, and they said, he was talk, talking about Jacob in the Bible being gathered with his people. And he said, are all of these Branhams? And said, I never believed there were so many. He said, they're not Branhams. They're your converts and women. He said, those women that you're admiring, you know how old she was when you led her to Christ. I said, I have no idea. Said past 90. Said she's young forever. Past 90 with all of her wrinkles and maybe all of her shakiness. But she gave her heart to the Lord in this body. Then when Brother Branham went beyond the curtain of time, she's young. She's beautiful. She's not 90 years old. He didn't even recognize her. She had been changed. Said past 90. Says she's young forever. And she looked at me and she said, Brother Branham. Jesus will come someday and then we'll go back to earth and said, we'll receive our glorified body. Then we'll live together forever. Hallelujah. I want to go to that place. Is there a way, brother Michael, to put me on that reservation list? Some of you went onto the website or you want a seat in Cloverdale in the balcony or in the sanctuary. And we have so many that can come in this chap, in this little chapel. I'm glad we're here tonight. But would somebody put me onto that link that I can link on there and say, I want a, a body that will live forever. I believe I put my reservations in. I believe you're here tonight because you want to be here. Brother Lovell, Sister Lovell, we're here because we have made reservations. Okay, let's go to Isaiah chapter 65. This is Wednesday night, so we need to be very clear with our time. Isaiah chapter 65. Is everybody doing okay? Whatever you do, don't miss this. Young forever, don't miss this. Isaiah 65, verse 17. We're going to hear about the future home, but it's also... In a few verses here, speaking of the millennium, and it's two different times. We know that when the resurrection takes place, and then there'll be three and a half years of tribulation. The bride will not be here. Can I just have your attention for a moment? For three and a half years, there will be tribulation on the earth. Somebody's going to be president. Somebody's going to be prime minister. America's going to be in ashes. Brother Branham saw by vision America was ashes. 
But somebody's going to be a president at that time. You say, well, we're not into politics. I'm not either. But somebody's got to be in that office to fulfill the scripture of Revelation 13. You say, well, who do you want to be in office? We want whoever is going to fulfill the mind of God. It's not what we want. It's what is going to fulfill what, whatever it takes, friends, to move us down that road. Whatever country you're from. So here we are now. And then there will be a millennium of a thousand years. Let, let me just speak to you for a moment. That thousand years is still a space of time. There's been 6,000 years and there's going to be 1,000 years of a millennium, which is the seventh day. Are we all together? That's called the millennium. That's your honeymoon. That's your, that your time. And Satan will be bound a thousand years. But then after that is our future home. After that is the city that will come down. So we see here Isaiah speaking about this. Isaiah 65 verse 17. Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. And the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. Hallelujah. Do you like that, Brother Derek? The former life. The former earth. You that are going through your work and your school and the relationships. And things that Satan is trying to tag on to you. Tonight you need to untag yourself. From things that Satan is trying to put on you. The former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. So if it don't matter then, stop allowing it to have such a hold on you now. Turn your eyes to the word. Let the Holy Spirit anoint the real you. I believe some of our children need to hear this. Some of our young people need to hear this. Verse 18. But be ye glad and rejoice forever in that. Ever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. Speaking about you and I, friends. This is the bride coming down, adorned for her husband. This is the lamb's wife. You say, I I think what you're talking about a city is like, you know, Bellingham or Seattle or Vancouver, Cape Town or Shanghai. No, no, he's talking about a city. He's talking about a Jerusalem, which speaks of peace. Verse 18 speaks of a rejoicing and speaks of a joy. Friends, if we're all going to be happy over there, why don't we let a little bit of there overlap into here and look beyond our troubles and learn to rejoice. Learn to rejoice in the presence of God. Learn to enjoy one another here. Learn to appreciate the black hair, the red hair, the blonde hair. You say, well, we're all going to be the same over there. That's not what a prophet taught. There's green, there's green trees here. There's deserts here. There's mountains here. We appreciate that. Let's continue reading here. Verse 19, and I will rejoice in Jerusalem and joy in my people and the voice of weeping shall be no more heard in her, nor the voice Of crying. I've got that underlined. I've got it in my Bible. Something around that verse. And the voice of weeping. Shall be no more heard in her. 
nor the voice of crying. No more tears shall dim the eye. We can see a sister Charlotte. We can see a brother Edward and brother William. We can see there in the balcony. Friends, we've come from different nations, different skin colors, different languages. But God has now brought us a language of the word. The kingdom of the word. The new Jerusalem is coming down. And now I'm speaking about a land where there's no weeping over there. And the voice of crying, Sister Valentina, will not be over there. No one will be lost over there. Verse 20. There shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days. For the child shall die an hundred years old, but the sinner being a hundred years old shall be accursed. And they shall build houses. Now this is coming into the millennium. You can hear Brother Branham speak about these next few verses and tying it into the millennium. They shall build houses and inhabit them and they shall plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree are the days of my people. And mine elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. Glory to God. You build a house here and you move there. You put a garden in here and some rabbits or the deer or a flood or down in Louisiana tonight. The saints are preparing for a hurricane and a storm. There will be no hurricanes on the other side. There'll be no accidents in heaven. There is no accidents in heaven. You're not an accident. It wasn't just per chance that you were born in a message church. It wasn't just per chance that your mother is a believer or your father is a believer. We are not here by chance in this chapel on Mount Baker Bible Way camp by chance. Years ago, back in after 2000, when the Lord allowed our pastor and, and the trustees and the elders to buy this property. Little did we know that we'd be sitting here tonight. This church ought to say amen. God's love, Papa God, Papa God made a place for you to worship, for you to be able to hear the word and rejoice. Not about the logs on the wall, not about the fans that are running, but it's about a new body that we're going to. How many years ago was that, Brother Derek? I I think John and Marie Lay were the first managers for this new camp. And now our brother Derek and sister Debbie and their family is given. Now brother Matt and I drove in today and he's driving around the lawnmower mowing it, just getting ready for us. Just in the matter of from uh, service that we had last week to this, this whole platform has been transformed. What was it? It's because men and women was desiring a place of worship. They wanted to gather together. They said, what house will you build me? What kind of atmosphere? We need the word of God. We need live services. Where our children can be in this presence. Not falling asleep on a couch. Not, not going to bed when the service is over. But actually having a meeting place. That we can have God's presence come and say, you're going to be young forever. Sister Clara Woman's going in tomorrow for a certain scan and going in Friday for another infusion. Sister Clara, there's a new body that will never have no more of that anymore. There will be no cancer in heaven. 
And all those missing limbs and hurts and pains that we've had through this life will not come into our mind. Verse 23, I'm back in Isaiah chapter 65, verse 23. They, they shall not labor in vain. And tonight we're not laboring in vain. Nor bring forth for trouble. For they are the seed of the blessed of the Lord. And their offspring with them. Somebody underline that. Somebody say amen. Your offspring with you. And your sons and your daughters and your wives and your husbands. And I know some already in your mind. Oh, but what about this? What about me? What about my situation? Friends, we need to stop being victims the rest of our lives. And carrying around our load of trouble. God has not given you a load of trouble. He's given you a, your load is easy and your burden is light. Say, but you don't know my trouble. You don't know my burden. But God said that in his word. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. I have never left you. I have never forsaken you. I've been with you every day of your journey. I'm going to get into it in a few minutes. But Brother Branham said God could have came to Abraham and Sarah when they were 18 and 20 years old. But he came to them when they were older, 75 and 65, because it was going to be more of a miracle. And you look at your life, it might be broken and torn. You might be backslidden tonight. But God prepared this sermon to be a light in your darkness. To give you a glimpse of what God has to offer you. What the word is promising to you. And Satan is offering nothing but lies and lies and lies and half truths. Don't believe the media. Don't believe the news. Don't believe what your body is telling you. You take what the word has said. By your stripes I am healed. By your stripes my mind is clear. I am a whole person. I have a land in another breath in a new body that's going to be young forever. Verse 23 is a promise that our offspring is going to be with us. And it shall come to pass, if you'd read along with us, that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Hallelujah. Today, before you even prayed, maybe you didn't even pray. Maybe your faith is so low. God already knows the situation. I think Brother Murphy Wong mentioned this verse. Or Brother Michael Ray. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together. And the lion shall eat straw like the bullock. And dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy In all my holy mountain, saith the Lord. Praise God. Somebody take me to that place. Chapter 66. Isaiah is the same as the whole Bible. There's 66 books in the Bible. Isaiah has 66 chapters. And we see in the last chapter of Isaiah, chapter 66. And we're going to go to the last book of Revelations. The end has come. But you look at Isaiah 66 verse 22. Here it is again. For the new heavens. Verse 22. For the new heavens and the new earth. Which I will make. Shall remain before me. Saith the Lord. So shall your seed and your name remain. And it shall come to pass. That from one new moon to another. And from one Sabbath to another. Shall all flesh 
come to worship before me, saith the Lord, and they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. For their worms shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. Friends, we're going to walk on the ashes of the wicked and those that have transgressed against our God. The bride is going to walk out on the ashes of them. Friends, don't be part of this world civilization. I wish I had more time. But if you're attached to this body, you're going down. If you're attached to this world, it's going down. If you're just, your mind is on your job or your school or your health, it's going down. But there's a bride who's going up. Lord, move our vision. Change our attitude. Shake us, Lord. Maybe through February, you were just coasting. You were coasting. Here in the chapel, maybe you crossed the border. You were there on Wednesday nights. You, you were there in Cloverdale. You were there. And you were faithful on Sunday. But now a pandemic hit and since March. Now we're five and six months down the road. This isn't a time for Satan to grab you with everyone else as he's going to hell. People are backsliding. People are getting cold. They've lost their love. That's why God sent us a message and sent us a message and messengers. Like recently, you take the last few months. It is God giving us vitamins. Put your eyes on that new body. Put your glimpse on the other side. Throw your... Rope on the side. Climb a little higher tonight. Let's go to the book of Revelations chapter 21. I thank the brothers because two weeks ago, this chapel was full of mosquitoes. And some of your children, I'm so sorry, were ate up. And some of you older ones, I I never got it till the end of the service. People are going this and that. And people are just miserable. And I find out later there was a mosquito revival going on. And. But Brother Derek and Brother Tom and others have took care of this place. And praise be to God. And if one's bothering you, just go to the back there. We got a little spray. Friends, we got to get serious. I'm not going to. You and I have got to get serious. What do we want out of this life? We can't just coast on. We're we're not coasters. We're not spectators. I don't want to look at a screen the rest of my life. God, may the power of God come into the room there in Cloverdale and come into this room, into homes, into families, into our lives. We're starting another school year and and God has tarried. And it looks like for many, they'll be online schooling. But if you're not careful, it's nothing but a trap of the devil to get your children and your youth connected to some little iPad or some little Chromebook and get them out on some internet site. Let it be a warning. Let it be a warning. You say, well, it's the pandemic and I got to go to work and my children's at home. And well, what are they doing at home? Well, they got to go online now and they got to do that. And if you're not careful, they'll be out in the middle of hell by 1138 in the morning. And and you don't even know. Some don't even care. It's like, well, they're doing school. I hope they're doing school. And friends, this is when laser beam focus apply the token to our families. The death angels in the land trying to grab our, our lives. Revelations chapter 21. Young forever. Young forever. Here it is, the next to last 
book of the Bible. And I saw, this is John now, a new heaven and a new earth. Oh, you can listen to that in future home. A new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. That's incredible. You that go out to Birch Bay or Simiamo, go out to White Rock or you go down to Clayton Beach or Vancouver. You live near the ocean, the Indian Ocean or Pacific Ocean or Atlantic Ocean. It's not going to be over there. There's not going to be any status signs of an ocean or of a sea. Say, talk to us more about that. I'm not going to talk to you more about that. That's what the Bible says. Amen. There's not going to be any more sea over there. So it's fine. Not one single amen. It's just fine. Say, but I love the sea, brother John. I do too. But for some reason, it's not going to be there. I just want to be there. What do you want? A lake of fire? Oh, you say, well, there's not going to be any sea, so I can't go on the beach. I can't go surfing. And Are you going to choose a lake of fire? Say, I'll just go to the lake. Which lake do you want? God, give me a desert if that's what it takes. But put me in that other place. There's not going to be a desert over there. It's going to be perfect over there. Verse 2. John. It's the same John that laid on the bosom of Jesus. The younger disciple. The one that saw Peter curse and swear. John, the disciple that saw Judas, the trustee of the church for years, commit spiritual suicide and walk out of the message. And John just stayed focused. John saw Bartholomew die, saw James die, saw Peter that denied the Lord was so ashamed when it came to them to crucify him, he said, I'm not worthy to die like my Lord. And they crucified him upside down. John saw that. He saw Bartholomew die. Matthew die. The disciples all were martyred. And John, he just stayed like a flint. They put him on the Isle of Patmos with scorpions and lizards and snakes. They tried to boil it out of him. But there was so much Holy Ghost in John. I wonder tonight... Satan's trying to boil you and get your blood boiling. We ought to be like John the Apostle. I will let nothing hinder me. For my eyes are set like a flint. For this new body. For this book of Revelation. There must be a new heavens and a new earth. There's not going to be any taxes over there. There's not going to be anybody breaking the law over there. There's not going to be any need of heating and air conditioning because the weather's just going to be perfect. Brother Childers, there's not going to be any plumbing over there because it's already prepared just exactly for you forever and ever and ever. Sister Mimi, you won't be separated from your family or your loved ones and all the ones that you have been separated from to come and live in Ferndale and Bellingham with our precious brother, and and sacrifice your life and your culture. God bless you. I think she's been at almost every service. I was in Seattle service last Friday night, and and the Lord willing, we'll be there this Friday night. Are we doing okay? And 
And there's a sister from the Philippines that comes to the services there. And she's faithful. She sings songs. And she don't speak about her husband or speak about her family much. You don't know much about our precious sister, but she bears a very heavy weight. But she's always so positive. She's always so encouraging. And last Friday night when I was speaking about wounded children from wounded ones, and I was speaking about our sister from the Philippines, I said, we don't know. She comes into the services, very faithful. What burden she comes in with, sits all alone and goes out alone, goes back to her headache and to our heartache. But we are going to a place one day where there won't be a headache and there won't be a heartache and there won't be breakages in marriages. John verse 2 saw this holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven. Prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So it wasn't just a pyramid. It wasn't just so many thousand feet high, 1500 miles high. It wasn't just a pyramid. It was a bride. It was a wife. I see the character, faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance. All the way. I see the bride coming and John saw this. Oh, what a vision. She was prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard verse 3. Stay with us now. A great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. If you want to make this some of your private devotions, you can go back to Isaiah 65 and chapter 65. I skipped over those verses in chapter 66 where Isaiah says, What house will you build me? What is going to be the place of your dwelling? We can make a, a little, a private place of prayer, private place where we hear the word. Or when I was just a little boy raised up in Jeffersonville, I was just a little boy raised up and there was a little place in the weeds. I still remember I would go to and that was our place to pray. Now, when you drive by there, as I did a few weeks ago, it's a huge shopping center. It's a huge place. But it didn't take away that connection I had as a little boy. Time has gone on. Time has gone on. But so has the bride gone right on. People has come. People has gone. But the bride just keeps marching. We're going to be young forever. We're going to be young forever. Listen, this tabernacle of God is with men, verse 3, and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all, A-L-L, all tears. Is that what your Bible says? God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. All tears. Say, I wish I had a girlfriend that could do that. I, I wish I had a boyfriend. I wish I was married. I wish there was somebody that cared enough. I just wish I had somebody that would be able to go up to and knock on their door and just talk to them for 15 or maybe 30 minutes, Sister Esther. Just 30 minutes. And here we read in our Bible tonight. A wonderful verse of scripture, Brother Mark. God shall wipe away all Tears from their eyes. 
Hallelujah. All tears. Tears comes from groaning. It's silent tears. Many times brokenness and wounds. It's, it's silent tears. It's tears that nobody knows. Nobody sees. It's it, it sometimes pain that nobody really understands. And you can say, well, I wish I had a counselor. I wish I had a pastor. I wish I had a minister. I wish I had somebody that I could talk to. That would just understand or care or would do something that would show that they're thinking of me. Well, here's a good verse for you. Here's a little gospel. Here's a little something as you're in the waiting room before you come into the, the main part. Here it is. God shall wipe away tears from their eyes and there shall be no more death. Neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. Hello believers. The former things are what we're going through now. This earth. This earth. This body. This world. But now some of you are going to have to get in a car. And go out and drive an hour home. This world is falling apart. We're living in the former earth. The former time. I'm trying to take you on a visit. I'm putting you on a rocket ship tonight. We've heard the countdown. This is nothing but the truth. This isn't like a democratic, republican, you know, conservative or think, you know, this liberal stuff. This isn't a social thing, a communist. This isn't that. We'll vote on whatever you think. This is not what you think. This is God already preparing a perfect place. How many like verse 4? All tears are come from your eyes. No more death. Neither sorrow. No more crying. Neither shall be any more pain. For the former things. The former things. What you're dealing with now are passed away. Verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make some things new. Come on, friend. I make some of the things that were bad in earth new. No. Behold, I make all things new. It's not right. It's not right. And God gets it. The car you get into or the van or the motorcycle or the car or the subway. It's not right. It's not your normal mode of transportation over there. You'll be in a new body. You'll think a thought. Oh, I'd like to go visit with Brother Ivan Enkel. And you'll be there. I'd like to go visit with Brother Martin. Woman, I just we're so busy in life and we didn't really get to know him there, but boom, he'll be there. And how's your wife doing? And how you doing? And oh, it's so nice to see you, Sister Lisa. And and, and the former things we're not even going to remember. You talk about fellowship. You talk about love, Brother Roy. You talk about a place. No more pain, Sister Judy. No, your body will be changed. Take me to that place. I make all things new. And he said unto me, right, for these words are true and faithful. Skip down to verse, chapter 21, verse 21. You can read down through here. I'm sorry, I skipped 
verse 9, chapter 21, verse 9. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues. And talked with me, saying, come hither. I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. You know, friends, this is what's happening on a Wednesday night. The Lord Jesus is saying, come up, bride, come thither. Just, can I have a few hours of your time? You'll sing a few songs, you'll wait, you'll hear a word, you'll hear a message, and you'll go back, but just come up hither. I want to show you what I'm preparing for you. I want to show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God. And her light was like the stone, most precious, like jasper and crystal. You can go look down through, all the way down through verse 21. God's speaking about the beauty of the bride of Christ. Verse 21, and the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold, as it were, transparent glass. This is not a fairy tale. This is not Cinderella. This is not a nighttime story. And now lay me down to sleep and everybody, shh, shh, go to sleep and you're drowsy. And the Sandman eyes are going to going to log off in a few minutes and go, no friend, this is reality. This is God taking you up to a place where you can see yourself and see transparent glass streets of glass. Verse 22, and I saw no temple therein for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. You talk about church. You talk about having church. It's not Wednesday, Sunday. There's no temple. There's no, it's the lamb. He's there. The Lord God Almighty and the lamb is the temple thereof. It's going to be glories. Hallelujah. Where are you going today? I'm going up to the temple. Where's the temple? It's all around us. Let's fellowship about the lamb. Let's fellowship about the word. Lord, crack into our Laodicean mindset that we're here for a job and school and housing and and finances and all of this. God's bigger than the virus. God's bigger than COVID-19. He's bigger than a global economic crash. Don't you worry. The Catholic Church and the Pope will come sweeping in and bail out America. Don't you worry. That is not our hope. We're not going to be living here in a time of a tribulation bride. Hello, somebody. Put your reservation in for the millennium. I will not be here before one bomb drops. I'm going to be gone. I'm going to be gone. Somebody sing a song of joyous and happiness. You've heard enough of those songs. Somebody done somebody wrong songs. And it leads to divorce and split ups and have another drink and go to another pub and go to another bar and now they can't even go to their entertainments and their, you know, their, their, their coliseums full of thousands. It's all virtual. It's all virtual. It's all little, you know, stick figures and little cardboard cutouts. That's what it is. 
And they want to cancel that because something happened in Wisconsin or Minnesota or Louisville. And the bride doesn't have our faces in the news. It's in thus saith the Lord. On a Wednesday night, we're hearing from our future home. We're hearing from our theophany. How many know you have a theophany, which is a word body, and it's no less than two feet from where you're sitting tonight? Maybe you're standing. Maybe you can't sit because you have back trouble. There will not be one person in heaven that has back trouble over there. You say, but I have it here. You won't have it there. And I did not say if you have it here, you won't be there. If you have it here, you won't have it there. Don't worry about your bank account there. The streets are made out of gold. Hallelujah. So it's a fairy tale. It's just a story. No, this is, this is reality. And verse 23, uh, Revelations 21, 23. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. Hallelujah. And the nations of them which are saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. For there shall be no night there. Praise God, Brother Stephen. Just since this service started, we can look right outside here and it's dark outside. There is no night in that other place. We will be young forever. I will be youth forevermore on the happy golden shore. What a day. Glorious day. Just praying with the brothers outside back there. And you know, there will be a day where it's our last service. And we will hear our last service before the body change. I don't know if it's going to be Wednesday, Sunday, Friday, Tuesday. I don't know what tape you're going to listen to. But I want to make sure whatever it is, it's getting me ready for that youth forevermore. Take me to that place. Let's close with Revelations 22 now. I've kept you. It's after 9. It's 9.18. Sorry about this. Revelations 22 verse 1. And he showed me a pure city. A pure river of water. Excuse me. Of water of life. Clear of crystal proceeding out of the throne of God. And of the lamb in the midst of the street of it. And on either side of the river was there. The manner of life which bare twelve manners of fruits. And yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse. No more curse. But the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it. And his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face. And his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there. Hallelujah. There shall be no night there. And they need no candle. Neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light. And they shall reign forever and forever. That's our title tonight. Young forever. Hallelujah. Did you hear enough tonight? No pain. No suffering. No heartache. No tears. No death. No sorrow. No crying. No temple. No sun. No moon. No light. No curse. No candle. 
And our last verse of the night, Revelations 22, verse 17. And the Spirit, let's all read this out loud there in Cloverdale, here in the chapel and you out on the internet. And the Spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Let it boom from Mount Baker Bible Way Camp. Come. It's an invitation. Come to your new body. Come to your future home. I hope you leave and log off with a smile on your face. Don't you want to go to that place? Young forever. Youth forever. Take me where we're always young, Brother Ryan, if you'll come and the musicians. Always young. Always healthy. Always healthy. Old age will jump into youth. I was reading right before I came, right in the back there actually, Revelations of Jesus Christ series, Brother Branham said, the wrinkles will fall off your face. Hallelujah. Old age will jump into youth. God loves youth. Four ninety one when I reach that city on the hill. Let's sing that song, four ninety one. If we know that song, when I reach that city on the hill. Let me say this, Brother Ryan, as you just start to play, I don't know what key that is. Four ninety one. How many believe God loves youth? God loves youth. There's a reason why he chose that in our new bodies we will be 18 or 20, 21 years old in our early 20s. That's in, that is in birth pains. It's also beyond the curtain of time. Brother Branham talked about the women that were come running to him and young men in the brilliance of their manhood. Young women apparently in their early 20s. Did you catch that? In birth pains, he's talked about the preview of the church. He said, I looked coming and a bunch of little ladies looked like age 20, 18, 20, long hair and dresses. Then he talked about the church of America and the rock and roll and all the dancing of the churches of the world. But then he heard that sweet music come in. Here come that little bride come marching in. When she walked by, she's exactly like the one that was in the first place. Walking to the step of the music of God's word. They were marching. They were young. They were in their early 20s. God loves youth. That's why he chose our new bodies to be young. Young forever. Youth forever. body young forever people are out of their minds to choose the other place but tonight we're a minority we're a minority brother Derek we are a minority we're seeking another city we're a minority keep your eyes set on that place I'm looking I'm waiting I'm under expectation Maybe Satan's trying to grab that out of your life and out of your family. And God's putting it right back as the main thing. It's the main thing. Let's stand. And can we put that on the screen? 
That song, I, I know it's a song we don't sing a lot, but 491, when I reach that city, I'm just waiting for that word. It's okay. Oh, that city on the top of Mount Zion. Oh, though I'm yet I love me still. Sing the first verse. Oh, 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 oh,
to Jesus. We're going to that place. Take us there, Lord. I'll not be throughout the ages when I... Oh, let's clap our hands. We'll just clap our hands. took a picture of you no matter how old and wrinkled and how disfigured whatever it will be it will wind up right on down that body may be destroyed disfigured burnt eat up by lions whatever it is but it was made up of gases 16 elements calcium potash petroleum cosmic light and so forth all, all together to make up this body And the whole earth is filled with that. But this picture, he said, is the main thing. In the resurrection, those gases and acids and things comes right back into the place and develops this picture again. And this picture was not taken when you were 16 or 18 or 20 years old at your best. When was it taken? Before there was a foundation of the world, it was put in God's great file. I'm closing the service. I have it here as the ending quote. Your perfect profile picture cannot be destroyed. Hallelujah. You're not looking at the real me. When we look at one another, that's not the perfect picture. Even you that are young and vibrant and in your late teens or in your 20s, that's not the perfect picture. God saw you before the foundation of the world with a perfect body. Isn't that wonderful? He said, and then only it did was it featured itself here for you to make your choice. That's what's happening tonight. We're all making our choice. Then you become a servant of God. Him foreknowing it makes him a redeemer. And he said, we've been through that. That's the picture. This is the negative. The negative part of life is where you're living now. Can everybody get that before we go? The negative part is where we're living now. This is negative. But if anything there's a negative, there's got to be a positive before there can be a negative. Therefore, if this is negative, there's got to be a positive somewhere. This ain't the real thing. It's only a foreshadow of the real thing that is to come. He said, I don't care what they would do with you. They cannot destroy that profile. Hallelujah. Your profile photo is your perfect body. No matter, he said, what they would do to you, they cannot destroy that profile. That picture in God's great gallery up there, it cannot destroy it. It's in heaven. You could burn it up, feed it to the lions, do it any way you want to. 
it'll come forth again just as sure as the two, two is four. Just as sure as God spoke it, it'll come forth no matter where you are. No matter tonight where you are or what your condition is, it's these kind of messages that's going to go out and catch wandering spirits and bring them back to their ought to be place. Talk to the people about beyond the curtain of time. And that's going to what is going to bring young ladies back to their right mind. That's what's going to bring brothers back to their right mind. That's what's going to get us out of this vile negative picture is feeding on the word as we close tonight and bow our heads. Here in the chapel in Cloverdale and out throughout the lands in your homes, I wonder who would say, Lord, take me to this place. Take me to this land where it's young forever. No pain, no suffering, no sickness, no division, no strife. Take us to that place out across the audience now. Lord, if this negative, if this negative can be expressing the positive, and when we hear our theophany calling to us and omnipotence calling to us, and when two omnipotents meet, something's got to happen. The supernatural to heal our bodies. To fill us with the Holy Ghost. To drive back demon spirits and give us that chance to make our choice. That that old nature would die out. We lay it on the altar tonight. Lord, hands are lifted all up throughout the lands tonight. We want to go to that place. Lord Jesus, may the Holy Spirit... Keep this in the hearts of your people. Keep it on our minds. Keep it as the main thing. We we went over tonight. We were long. Forgive us, Lord. I pray that you would keep those here in the chapel home safe as they've got to go and in the darkness. Bless them in their homes and their school and their workplaces. Those in Cloverdale that have been playing even for minutes and minutes long after people the service has ended and they play and they brought the atmosphere to our homes these last months brother Ryan and others and we are so thankful we are so appreciative Lord I, there is nothing negative to say we have nothing negative about you you have done nothing but good to us You've been merciful. You've been kind. You cared. Even tonight you showed us that you understand by saying there will be no memory of this life over there. You'll wipe all tears from our eye. I'll take away your heartache and your headache. It just won't be over there. Lord bless us as we go. Bless every single individual. Cover us with your blood Lord. Keep us close together. Don't ever let Satan come in with a spirit to bring trouble. We're too late in the hour. We're too far down the road to get our lines tangled up now. Watch our footsteps, Lord. Let us stay centered in your will. Heal our land. Answer the prayers of your children and your sheep, Lord, as we go home. Strengthen the leadership and give them clear counsel that would be for us for the future that would take care of us just right. You 
You know our needs. You know what our families need. You know what the bride of Christ needs globally and locally and individually. And I pray that you would cover us. In due season, Lord, may in your time you make all things beautiful. Lord, now tonight as we've taken a look away from the former things and this old negative body. Pray the Holy Spirit would take that vision, take us up into heavenly places that we would live there tonight and tomorrow. Watch over us, bring us back safely, and guard us, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name. 284. Can we sing that, Brother Ryan, just across the bridge? Uh uh. I don't know if we know this, but it was in my notes and we'll sing this and then we'll go and they can play. You don't know that song? Well, look at the words, everyone, just for a little bit. Just across the bridge, there'll be no sorrow. Just across the bridge, there'll be no pain. God's sun is going to shine across the river and we'll never be unhappy again. Just across the bridge. There's a land beyond the river that we call the sweet forever. 783. And we only reach that shore by faith decree. One by one we'll gain the portal. There to dwell with the immortals When they ring those golden bells For you and Let's sing that again Oh, there's a land beyond the river That we call the sweet forever And we all that shore by faith decree. One by one we'll gain the portals there to dwell with the immortals. When they ring those golden bells. Oh, I can hear Sister Joanne sing it. Brother Branham loved this song. God bless you. I chose some old songs, but God bless you tonight. We normally say shake hands, but maybe you turn around to someone and just bless them and with a little hand, with a little wave. <laughs> God bless you. Amen, amen. What song are you playing, brother? Amen. God bless all of you. You're dismissed. We kept you over a little bit tonight. Brother Derek and Brother Ryan, can you sing that a little bit as we go?
Everyone singing. Oh. 